Connor, you won't believe what Sorry for this brief interruption of the best podcast in the world. The M-Word has launched a Patreon. You should check it out. Patreon.com slash M-Wordpod. Give us a dollar a month and we can make cool shit. Thank you. It's the M-Word! Hello and welcome to the M Word, a millennial podcast by millennials. I'm your West Coast millennial, Connor. And I'm your Missouri millennial, Kyle. We're just two friends solving each other's problems and then hopefully a generation. Sorry, I was so thrown off by your new founded accent. Connor, I told you I've changed. I told you I done did changed. What's new? Well, I live Besides in... Besides your lack of a jaw. I, I, live, I, live, I live in Missouri now. That's where I live. And um, otherwise known as the show me state. Um, mm-hmm. That's... The show, show me what? Please finish that. Fran- show me Frantically what? Googling... Well, I come from a state that raises corn and cotton and cockleburrs and Democrats and frothy eloquence uh, neither convinces nor satisfies me. I am from Missouri. You have got to show me. That's from somebody in Missouri. Oh, that was that was a written thing. That was a that this, the nickname of the state, Connor, is the show me state. Because of that beautiful speech, I just requited requ- requ- on, requ- on here. Uh, my brain didn't even process what you were saying. I heard like Republicans and like Democrats and something. I, did you did you say anything about weapons? No, I did not. Because okay. this is before weapons were used for killing. <laughs> Back in the you day, you know before. You know before. We use weapons to to feed our children, and now and now people use them. People are using them to 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 kill. It saddens me. I tell you what, Missouri's U.S. Congressman Willard Duncan Vandeveer, who served in the United States House of Representatives from 1897 to 1903, would just be so disappointed. He would be. maybe maybe we should just change the podcast to where we just read Wikipedia pages. How about? We change it to every week we have a different M state that we feature on this show. Hold on. Let's let's see how many episodes of the M word we have left then. Uh, Montana. Michigan. Mississi- you Missouri, Miss- Mississippi. Mississippi. That's it. M- um, New Mexico. Nebraska. Um, Pennsylvania. Mexis. Oh, Mex! You can't change Texas. You just can't. <laughs> I, that's a Lone Star state. I tell you what. Hold on. Let's let's keep on digging into this. What is the funniest state that you can change to begin with an M? Because it is funny. Mashington. <laughs> <laughs> or Morgan? Oh, that's a real name. <laughs> Morgan. Morgan. Morida. Idaho. <laughs> 
Madaho. Where I do declare Madaho. What's some what's that state that nobody knows about? Oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I love me some Wisconsin me's. What if all the words started with them? Oh, what happened to my voice? Oh yeah. no. What the fuck are you doing in Missouri? Oh hey, I'm in Missouri. How are you, Connor? I'm in Missouri. I'm, I'm good. I'm still here. Barely. I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. I wonder how many podcasts I've begun with that phrase. I don't know. I at least one other one. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would have to say at least one. At least one. Time at least one. That, that has happened. I am. Um, no, I am. I'm doing? in Missouri. Yeah. You want to know why I'm in Missouri? Because you're tracing back your roots. Absolutely the, the not. The Missouri roots. Actually, ironically, my I have family that comes from Michigan, so I was there recently. No, I. I'm in Missouri, which is strange because I was just in Canada. So you'd think, Kyle, you go everywhere all the time. And that's crazy. And the only reason I do that is because I am self-employed. So I can kind of make my own schedule. But the reason I'm in Missouri is because my parents are on some vacation club thing that originally I thought was like a timeshare like scam, but it's not. It's like a very nice like resort club thing. And they had points that were going to expire before the end of the month. And they were like, bummer, we have these 15,000 points. And I was like, I will do a free vacation. And then they're like, where do you want to go? And I was like, Missouri was real pretty. And so, and there was a place. I don't think I would ever purposely go to Missouri. <laughs> I've never, I've never thought about that before. I, I, it is just so far down on the list of things that places that I would have gone. Well, Connor, I don't necessarily like talking about this in public, but I really enjoy writing and so I am writing a story that is partially mainly oh set God. in Missouri. I thought you were going to say writing like riding horses. I, I don't know why. Oh, that's, not, no, no. I enjoy writing, Kyle. I could. Every day, every day I'm not in the booth. I'm, on, I'm riding. <laughs> I could ride horses in Texas, though. I like have cousins and, and uncles that have, that have uh, horses. Stop. Stop fitting into the stereotype. We're fighting stereotypes. <laughs> No, yeah, so I wanted to come to Missouri to get a better idea of the landscape, and it's very, very pretty, and I'm also in a very, very nice resort presidential suite with three bedrooms, and yes, I am alone, but the, I used all the my parents' points because they said they would expire, and so if, they, if I didn't use them, no one would, and I was like, well, let's presidential this shit up. I love, I love whenever... People in my family that are older make financial decisions that they then they then don't use. They right. they don't uh, they don't uh, they don't utilize, and so I get to benefit. It's amazing. You know what's crazy though is that I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, why'd y'all get so many points? My parents though have actually like used this vacation club thing a lot. Like I didn't actually realize how often they've used it. They've gone like on cruises, and we used it when we went to Walt Disney World last fall. And they've gone to like Virginia and other places. They've used it multiple times, but they still have points left over. So I was like actually super duper surprised. But I love it. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah. I I I saw you were you were freaking out. You were freaking the fuck out whenever you walked into that home. It, it was, was so it was nice. just a fancy, fancy home. It is very, very nice. I'm upstairs. It did remind right me now. of like it's it's wait, wait, wait. Okay, Gone Girl was in the Ozarks, right? Um no, no I don't think so. I don't know where okay. I think it was in New York. Okay, I'm thinking of like whenever uh, the Gone Girl goes to uh, 
the guy's home who's like it's really really rich and fancy oh and whenever she in, kills like, neil patrick harris yes spoiler spoiler alert but like really though i don't know I'm where that, sure is. that it yeah. seemed like it was in that area i mean you know the, what i'm talking about the ozarks are very pretty i like i i so on my bed the master bedroom like the bed is right next to a ginormous window and overlooking the lake and like all these beautiful hills and whatnot and I almost went cave exploring this morning, but Shut it got the really. Fuck. Kyle, what? How many times do I have to tell you not to go cave exploring by yourself? <laughs> Seriously, like that is that is classic. Death. I wouldn't be by Just, myself. That would be the worst way to die. Okay, first of all, I am not equipped physically, emotionally, or spiritually to go cave exploring. This is more like, I guess, cave tours is what I was thinking. You drop one of them, in. One of them, you drive in a golf cart and it costs $25. Oh, shut the fuck up. And they have a bar inside the cave. So I don't Whoa. think that's a natural experience. The other one is like 20 bucks to go in and it's like 30 minutes up the road. And it's like a legit, they said like you go down deep into the cave and they have like stairs and whatnot, but it's super narrow and like scary. And I was like, that sounds cool. But then today turned out to be like really gross and rainy. And also I had uh, a bunch of other stuff I wanted to work on because I'm like here, but I'm not like vacationing. It's more of like a retreat where I'm trying to get some stuff done. It's just a very nice place. But yeah, it's very, very pretty. I did learn how I feel like people, at least the identity here that I've seen on television so far since being here is like significantly more redneck than Texas, which I find strange. It's probably just because it's rural. But which is my I favorite mean, word to say? Rural, I do rural, rural. Anyway, sorry. I think Texas is actually probably more rural, but I think maybe because it's like the Bible Belt or something. Like for example, I watched a television commercial on their vacation channel for a live production of Samson, in which the producer said, "You're gonna love." You're going to love how this Bible story really comes to life. And I tell you what, you're going to love what we did with Delilah. Your your wife and your children, your daughters are going to love her being a three-dimensional character. And then the men in the family are going to absolutely love Samson and his strength. And it's like, I, that's good because men can certainly not identify with women. Like, that's a three-dimensional female character? No way. Thank you. I want fake padded muscles. Women are going to love that we put a real-life woman on the stage. <laughs> She's not Delilah, but she is standing there. She's the tree. She is. Well, I'm She's sorry. She's that pillar. They never She's said... the scissors that Delilah uses to cut Samson's hair. She is the we, scissors she... that she uses? The wo- No, no, no. We, we have a woman playing the scissors... A three-dimensional woman is, will be on the stage, but she will not be playing Delilah. Delilah will be played by Neil Patrick Harris. Connor, see, what you're forgetting is that they never said it was a live woman. They said it was a 3D character, which makes me think you have to put on glasses to see Delilah. That's my <laughs> guess, because... It is a 3 I was thinking a 3D paper mache <laughs> sculpture of Delilah that was made by the local elementary school. Here's the thing. I can't keep saying Delilah without thinking of the radio station like Delilah did you ever listen to that when you were a kid no yeah it was like this is so far from our target audience they have no (laughs) fucking clue I don't remember the radio you used to listen to music when the target audience is the literal other person in the room and they don't get it something's wrong Connor I hate to tell you this but you are not my target audience I really hate to tell you that 
but damn, it's true. I know. I'm not even my target audience. <laughs> Every time I listen to the show, I'm like, this sucks. All right, I get it. I wish they'd say Con- more relatable things. Connor's the nerdy one, Kyle's the funny one, and they just talk. All right, that's fun. Is that our stereotypes? Too meta. We got to jump back into something else. Connor, how's your week going in California? Uh, it's a week. Yeah. It's quite a week. It's quite um, a week. Without digging into too many details, I did. Uh, I started reading a book nice. called The 4-Hour Workweek. Okay, that's less nice. I thought I thought it'd be like a cool book. But. I thought it'd be a really cool book too. Um, but the thing is, it's it's another one of those like self-help books. Okay. And and you know me, I'm a skeptical boy. I like to I like to get some knowledge out of them because I think I think there can be some good shit, but also it's a little it's a little much because they just they they start to list they like to use their own vocabulary like dreamlining and <laughs> uh, and and, and uh, many retirements. Yeah. Um, and I, I I'm not I'm not like hyper into it. Yeah. Uh, so then in, instead of like finishing the book because it was it <laughs> it started to get into some whack ass shit. Uh, like try, like basically scamming people. But oh, nice! It, oh yeah, it was super super nice. Uh, I instead I, I found a website that was discussing what self help is, like what the why why it became as popular as it is, yeah. and and critiquing like older self help books and into the self help books of like now. So what I'd like to do, what I would like to do right now is to think of like a self help book. That we can make right now. Oh, I absolutely one hundred percent love this. Okay, right. So, so what's what do what do people want? They want happiness. They want the fun in life. They need to be enjoyed. What keeps people from having fun in life? Breakfast. Oh, you wake up the first thing you do. What do you do? You you give in to those those primal needs to put nutrients in your tum tum. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to deprive that tum-tum of its nutrients until we do what we want in our lives. Okay. And what we want in our lives is dreamlining mini vacation. <laughs> I, I'm i going to be offended in a, just a little bit. So prepare right. yourself. I and I didn't it. say offensive. I said I'm going to be offended. When okay. you're writing your book, deleting breakfast from the earth... And that is what it's called? Um, is that no, the title? It's called Break the Breakfast. Breaking Breakfast. I love Breaking it. Breaking Breakfast. It's yeah. going to be a great show on AMC featuring, um, I can't remember his name, but it's Walter Neil White. Neil deGrasse Tyson. We don't know how he got in there, too. No, I was playing making a Breaking Bad reference. Oh. Uh, because it's ja- Breaking Jamie, Breakfast. Jamie? Bitch. <laughs> See? Bitch. Make, make Breakfast Your Bitch. That's the subtitle. No, um... I, I do struggle. I do struggle with this idea because I'm all for getting rid of breakfast. That's fine. But we cannot lose breakfast food because breakfast food is the best. No. God, that's like the end of chapter two. You're like, okay, we bre- we broken breakfast. Breakfast is gone, but we're not wasteful. Right. Where are these bacon bits going to go? Where are our Lego egos going to go? Our leg- oh, yeah. Okay, so like... Now I hop in Denny's instead of being open 24 hours. They'll just be open from like noon to like 5 a.m. No, we'll call it we'll call it 5 to 12 a.m. 
is U time. No, 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 no. U time is you already go, copywritten. You go Listen, to you go to IHOP for some meditation. Between. No, no, no. You don't go. You don't go. Or you can. It's a community center. You go. Okay. And you begin. Uh, you begin. Uh, breakfast transmutation. What are those? What in, instead of using those eggs for nutrients, we use them for lotion. Oh. Rub those yolks on you. Feel exfoliated. Feel loved. Feel accepted. Yeah. Get yoked. Get yoked. I've Absolutely. always I've always wanted to be yoked. I'm not sure what it means, but it feels great saying it. It's a good time. Um, my self help book is is all about fireplaces. Now nice. I know it seems crazy at the onslaught. I like this the initial onslaught of I like I the like words. the initial uh comment at the beginning of every self-help book listen i know what you're thinking <laughs> i know what you're thinking this man is devilishly handsome how do i get his number i know what you're thinking how much does it cost i know what you're thinking i love you i love you too and like that's that's it's all it's all a one-way conversation anyway continue your stupid fireplaces bit well thank you so much for that wonderful uh, introduction um will you write one for my book thank you um we'll talk about it later the, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Fireplaces, right? No, I'm absolutely 100% against fireplaces, and here's why. Fire does not belong inside. Inside is where we keep all of nature out. That was the whole reason we invented inside. We built walls, and we said, hey, this is inside now, and it's sacred. Outside stuff like fire and bugs and you know taxes, they stay outside, but fireplaces are an abomination, and if you get rid of fireplaces, your sexuality is just going to go through the roof. And I don't, I noticed I didn't say stamina, I didn't say performance, I just said your sexuality, because I don't know what's going to happen to, you know, those those things, but they're going to go through the roof once you get rid of that fireplace. No, you got to be specific with everything. Like, listen, here's your sexuality chart, month one, and then it's just like, a, a dog just like using the bottom lip like pouty face okay and it's like month two and it's like a really ripe banana okay well okay so to and tie back to- listen wait okay oh month three yeah it's tony stark in full iron man armor but then the armor around his penis is gone it is difficult to see the connection between the the months but I'm I'm on board. I bought that book because you told me that you said it's actually look. all a picture book. Oh, oh, okay. That is oh, that's nice. That is very very nice. Um, no, so for mine, it's just every month that you take the fireplace out of your home, um, your penis and vagina grow an inch. Wow. So I don't know which way the vagina I've read grows. Three but. science books, and I know that this is what will happen. I I've I have studied data. it for I, years. All you have to say is I have data. You don't have to we say have, what it is. Or we just add a we into it. Yeah, we, we collectively have the yeah. data. Humanity has the data. But I can't Humanity tell you the, the human vagina will grow an inch every month. We've had the data all along. Science, government, Bill Nye the science guy. They're all against this one new phenomenon. Speaking speaking of um the things that those people are against. Let me talk about something that I have learned I am against, and it is fan fiction. I, I, I think that fan fiction is 
it's a hard one, right? Not just like physically, because they are hard ones, but also like it's it's a hard uh, topic to talk about because, you know, I hate them, you hate them, but some people, it's their livelihood. Well, if only we had a safe space where we could talk about fan fiction on this <gasps> podcast. I think I know where you're going. Oh, let me open up this old, this old ancient tome. That was, like bu- a, that was a book. It, that was a book it's farting. a MacBook. It's a MacBook Air covered in Avatar decals. That's it. Oh, let me just type. Let me just type in here real quick. Oh, if I type something, I might delete my everything. Oh, oh. look at this special place. Hi guys, welcome to Tumblr Tales. That was the world exploding. Man, we really need to get need to get a an audio audio engineer on these intros. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, maybe not. Um so welcome to Tumblr Tales. Um what I do for Tumblr Tales, what we do, um you know, cuz you did this one uh, a few weeks ago. What we do in Tumblr Tales is I sacrifice my body and I go on to tumblr.com and I find some fan fiction. Now most fan fiction that I have seen does involve some famous characters having sex with your imagination. And this week does not disappoint. In honor of the Avengers Infinity War Part A coming out this week, it comes out today, the podcast is out, I found fan fiction featuring an Avenger. Now, Connor, do you know which Avenger it is? I mean, last week I did Captain America. You did do Captain America. It is not Captain America. Is it, uh, oh, is it Tony Stark? I just talked about him. Hey, of course not. It's Bucky Barnes. Oh. Yeah. Um, however, Tony Stark does make an appearance in this fan fiction, as does Natasha Romanoff, Agent Coulson, Bucky Barnes, of course, um, and Scarlet Witch, I think. Is that her name? Maybe. Scarlet, no one really knows. Scarlet Johansson, Kyle. Scarlet Johansson. Uh, <laughs> Scarlet Johansson, otherwise known as the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> you heard it here first folks read me that read me those tales so i've got a wonderful outline um this fan fiction you made an outline it's because it gets in oh the words dear. of our favorite McElroy's buck wild up in here um this is titled bucky barnes simple elegant title and i love it it is written by i like to write stuff from tumblr and apparently there's this thing with fan fiction where it'll tell you who interacts in this fan fiction. So this one does say below it, Bucky Barnes X reader parentheses eventually, which adds a little spice. gives you a little bit. One of my favorite parts was the warnings that did come after that. It does say warnings, language, violence, explosions, mean aliens, and then pie. Shut the fuck up. I did appreciate the warning of pie of an upcoming pie. There's pie involved. You don't know where. It's coming. Here's the crazy thing. Now, notice that that one doesn't say eventually, though. It doesn't. So, like, that one could have be. A, it's an immediate pie. The pie is going to happen immediately. Actually, ironically, the pie doesn't happen until the very end. I'm going to read the first few paragraphs so you get a sense oh, of it. It does not take very long. Okay. I will tell you that the author's note at the beginning says, I have no idea what came over me. And so that was fun. Um, just you can't start see this, this but with. I'm grimacing real hard. There's a lot of grimacing going on. Okay, you ready? Bucky. Barnes, you gasp, lying flat on the ground where you've been thrown by the explosion of a nearby car. 
Thank God they warned me about those explosions. <laughs> You're really getting sick of being knocked around all the time, tossed through the air by some kind of freaking alien or asshole in a suit. You regret ever associating yourself with the Avengers. This isn't even your day job. You own a bakery for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know your cheek is cut. You can feel it stinging. The blood starting to run down your face. The pavement is hot beneath you. And you reluctantly push to your knees, body aching in every possible way. Stupid Captain America. If he'd never walked into your bakery, you wouldn't even be in this situation. So that's that's my intro for this. Nice. Isn't it so Yay. good? Let me just give you just the quick rundown and also some of my favorite quotes. Quick prediction before you get into it. Oh, I do love that. Yes, please predict this. It's the reader. They, they never gender specific the reader because you got to be either or. So it's always a boy slash girl. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the reader definitely gets it on with Bucky. Okay. As per the warning. Okay. Um, eventually. Eventually. And eventually there's definitely a bakery pun where one of them like eats a cookie and is like, Oh, you're close. That's how the cookie crumbles or that's how the cupcake smashes. Oh no, you're very, very close though. That was very, very good. Um, actually, so the protagonist is definitely, definitely a woman. Um, so they didn't actually leave it gender, gender fluid. That's you know, like we like to keep it on this show. We like to keep it gender fluid. Is Connor a woman or a man? Am I uh, an alien? Nobody knows. I don't know why aliens are a gender, but it is. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so you were right on a few things. Um, it also depends, right? So this is one post. I'm going to get to that later. But um, so just to give you an idea, this is a baker who is 20 something and has telekinetic powers and Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, a.k.a. Stupid Captain America, or as she later calls him, oh, Captain Fancy Pants. Oh, you know, Captain Fancy Pants. Um, That's what Mm. she calls Captain America. But he comes into the bakery to get, you know, a, a cookie or something and a timber, a timber fall, the roof collapses. There's an earthquake and a timber is falling on Captain America. And so this baker uses her telekinetic powers to save everyone. And then Captain America is like, I saw that. I saw that. I, I saw that. And he reports her to S.H.I.E.L.D. so S.H.I.E.L.D. can keep tabs on it. But then, of course, she has to be, she's, she's drafted into the Avengers. And I did like one of these lines um, where she did say, I've basically been drafted again, or you've basically been drafted against your will, which I thought, you know, we do like to give writing critiques here and drafted against your will. It's that's, it's just drafted. That's what drafted means. So, and I, but I also like that way somebody else told her that she's basically been drafted or she says it to herself. You, the reader, you have basically been drafted into, uh, against your will into the Avengers. I really like it whenever someone says basically. Oh yeah, no. There's a lot of basically and a lot of literally. Um, and I, it literally was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> there's another lovely quote because it opens up with them fighting and then kind of going back to talk about how it started. But they're fighting some alien spaceship, and she does say at one point, "Battle is so loud too," which I would thought that really put me into the setting. You know, I really appreciated that. Battle is so loud. Not everybody ever thinks about that. You know, you don't think about that till you watch Dunkirk. And you go, wow, battle is so loud. Huh. Battle is so loud. Battle is but so like, loud. like with a British accent. 
a battle is so loud, isn't it? Look, I can make him do the accent so fast. There was there was a lot of there was a lot of angst because she was basically drafted against her will. And um, so there were lots of lines like, oh, yes, more random civilian screams. Wonderful your, for your headache. God, I hate it whenever people are like being totally like injured and screaming. And it's like, God, shut up. I have a headache. You know, mm-hmm. that last part was me. Um, right. N- um, no one said anything about some crazy spaceship fucking aliens. Just so that's supreme writing. I feel like very, very well done. Um, so basically the battle goes where there's an, a spaceship, a big spaceship, and she gets very angry because the spaceship has a weapon on it that destroys the part of the town where her bakery is, and that's all she cares about. And so she gets real mad and uses her telekinetic powers to crush the spaceship. But she does it in a very specific way where she takes the laser gun and says, I'm going to ram it up your asshole. And then she takes the gun and rams it through the bottom of the ship, which again, such visceral descriptions. I did appreciate it. The baker shop did get destroyed, and I will read a direct quote. My fucking bakery. My fucking bakery. Now, that was a direct quote. And sometimes, just to explain why I might have written that down, sometimes whenever I see fucking written a lot, because fucking feels like such a, a verbal word, you don't really write down fucking. And so oh, when you it mean is, like an oral word? It's a, yeah, it's a verbal oral word. Right. And so when it is written down so often in like dialogue like this, it does make me sometimes want to change the way I say it. So it's like not my fucking bakery. It's my fucking bakery. That's my bakery <laughs> where I fuck. My fucking, my fucking bakery. That's because my fucking bakery. there's no bakery. way if like if my house was burned down, I wouldn't say my fucking house. Right. You my just, fucking house. My fucking house. You got to do up at the end there. My fucking. Isn't that fun? Anyway, so sometimes that's how I read. It's kind of, you know, mixes it up. It makes it real right. enjoyable for me. Now, the thing, I know you're wondering, what's the thing that really drove her crazy? She lost her fucking bakery. I'll tell you what it is. As she's shoving a laser through the ship, she does lose her hair bow. And that really upset, that really upset her. She did say, damn, aliens after that. Crushes the ship in anger, uh, shoves the laser up its ass. Um, Bucky Barnes, because she falls off of a building, Bucky Barnes does cushion her fall. And it does open it. When she passes out, she doesn't realize he did that. She opens her eyes and she says, is there a hand on my ass? And then she opens, she becomes conscious and Bucky Barnes is lying beneath her and his hand is on her ass, but he's also unconscious. Oh, okay. So it's okay. But I did appreciate her prefacing it with, is there a hand on my ass? Because that's sometimes what I think if I just fell a bunch of stories off the, off the building and I, right. I'm, you know, I'm like, I probably should be dead. But sometimes it's like, Hey, is there an, an- is there a hand on my fucking ass? I think you might notice. Hey, is there a hand think- on my fucking ass? Right. I'm I'm I've been done with this Tumblr tale for about five minutes. Connor, 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 no. I have to get to the last part. It's very Please important to me. It's very, very it important. Better, to me. It better be good. Um so Bucky Barnes um like helps save her and whatever and they become close. Bucky doesn't rat out how powerful the baker is, and then he goes to the bakery later to see the damage, and for some reason there is an apple pie that has been untouched because of its container. The rest of the bakery has been destroyed, except for this apple pie, which I was warned about in the very beginning, and I did appreciate that warning. Connor, that's the end of that post where she just says, he is attractive as he eats the pie. I know what you're thinking, Connor. How? When does this story end? That was part one. It ends on part 11. 
So, oh my god. I know. And I read everything. No, I didn't. I would die if I did that. Thank I will you tell for you not though. reading all of it. That's insane. I can't believe you read part 1. It was uh riveting. I will tell you though that eventually it ends because an ex-boyfriend named Cody who works for Hydra comes back into her life after her and Bucky are a thing and they have to end up fighting at the end. I just kind of glanced through the parts. And um part 5 is uh, no, I'm sorry. Part 6 is whenever they finally have sex. And um and I, here's the Baker pun for you. Don't. Here's the Baker pun. They fuck. And then she says the line. Well, she says it as he gets undressed. I knew you were a hot cake. Thank you so much for listening to the. <laughs> yeah. Also, she calls I, her boobs firm mounds multiple times during the sex scene, which I did read all of. And it did weird things to my body. And that's the end of Tumblr Tales. Yeah. We're so, leaving this safe space. Yeah. I think this is a perfect opportunity to solve a problem besides i i already had to take a second to like solve where i'm at mentally right now yeah no we've added some significant problems to our um to our generation just by us you know bringing that out i mean hey write write your thing do something create something but that was um that was uh something all that fucking weirdness brings me to our next part of the podcast your favorite part of the podcast where we solve a fucking problem somebody nope, needs nope, to do nope. it nope Solve a fucking problem. Right. Solve a fucking problem. How do we Somebody needs to do it. Congress isn't doing it. Our (laughs) parents aren't doing it. The baby boomers are doing it. So let's get some real, real world advice and some some problems to be solved. This week, we have one that's deeply personal to me because I can't do it. I have such a hard time doing this. And that thing is finding music to listen to. Oh, how do we find music? Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, they all fail me. Title. Title, thank you, Jay-Z. Is that still a thing? Is title still a thing? What are you talking about? You remember title whenever Jay-Z did his thing where he's like, artists will own all of the music that artists own title. You remember that? Title, the streaming service? Sure don't. Really? You're so old. You're the oldest baby boomer millennial that I've ever met. Yeah, man, even though it came out literally in 2014. <laughs> This is not a new thing. Oh, then it's just under a rock. So you're either an old person or you're a loser or it's both. It's definitely not under a rock because it was a major failure in Jay-Z's life. That and that cheating doesn't... on Beyonce. <laughs> I know so many people would disagree with you as soon as you that's his major failure. <laughs> his major failure is nothing without his band. I went away from Beyonce. Do you seriously not remember Tidal? I really don't. That's so weird. But we got to go back to solving the problem, Kyle. Yeah, music. I can't find anything. They'll be like, hey, listen to this music. Here's some music that sounds exactly the same. Or no. They go, okay, here's the same genre. And I'm like, I don't want the same genre. Right. I want the same buildup. Yeah. I want the same instruments. I like the same beautiful vocals. Yeah. I don't like just people. People are like, oh, you like... Uh, if you liked this song by, I like one song by, or a few different songs by Arctic Monkeys, or not Arctic Monkeys, let's say uh, The Black Keys. Yeah. I like like four or five songs. Others, I'm not too crazy about. So I'm like, I pick a song, I go to the radio, and it tries to tell me what I want. And, and it's like, oh, you must like all their music. And I'm like, no, that's why I picked the song. Right. Okay. I think that's How actually do we like fix this algorithm. Well, I like they've been trying to fix this for like ever, right? Because this is ultimately like it's a sales thing. It, in order to get you to buy more music, they need to know what you want so that they don't have to waste time and money trying to show you all the music. 
And that was like why Pandora came up in like the late 2000s is because they were like, we, we, we made the music genome where we understood each part of each song so that if you say you like this song, we'll know everything that makes up that song so we can show you songs that you like. Like they've been trying to do that forever. And it's like, that's why Apple Music wants your money. And that's why Spotify wants your money. And that's why Pandora wants your money. Google Play probably wants your money, even though nobody uses Google Play Music. Well, like, maybe. And, and here's the problem. So if they're developing algorithms for the everyman. Yeah. What if you're not the everyman? What if you're a special, special boy, dusty boy boy? A dusty, dusty boy boy. Here's the thing, right? Algorithms are basically written by robots, right? No, that's the opposite of true. Ah, agree to disagree. Um, I think I live in my truth where algorithms are written by robots. And so, what, honestly, as, I as think... I love my truth. That's my favorite this is, line. This is living in my truth right now. L- this is my truth. You're kind of invading my truth right now. Uh, your truth... No, this, don't, don't call it your truth. Your I truth, think this is... You're kind of getting close to my truth. You're getting kind of getting truth, in my truth very bubble. Very special, trusty truth, truth circle. This is my personal truth bubble please um do not anytime somebody says like either safe space or truth i said safe space four times in this episode that's fine anytime someone says space safe space or my truth yeah i think of like the bear circle that they draw in spongebob with that like they draw a line in the sand and they're like it's a bear prevention circle or something i can't remember what it's called and i wouldn't know because i don't watch spongebob I didn't say I watch SpongeBob currently. I did watch SpongeBob. <laughs> Listen, you're invading my safe space, and my truth is that SpongeBob is. No, I, I think I, you're I, working for the robots because you've just tried to jump away from my robot topic. And I think robots write algorithms to try and make you dissatisfied with music so that that way you just start getting complacent and eventually the robot's going to take over. It's a distraction because right now we're talking about music. Why can't we find music? Guess what the robots are doing? They're making more algorithms. They're they're making clones and they're going to take over the world. Not, nobody else is talking about that. Ugh, it's so important. It's, it's so very, important. very important. You well, want to know how I find music? What? How? I listen to what other cool people are listening to. And that's honestly the only thing I do. That's literally the only way I've found new artists over the years. It, I will start homework and it will take me 20 minutes before I can actually get to the homework because I'm trying to find music to listen to. Well, yeah, of- it's the same thing like Netflix problem, right? When it, whenever you have so much choice, it becomes you spend more time trying to choose than you do actually consume yeah, the thing. Yeah, because I, ha- I'm, I have like such a, a specific idea of what I want my music to sound like that whenever it doesn't match up, yeah, it it frustrates the shit out of me. I wish we could do think about like, and I think this is the real. I think this is the real solution. And this is gonna be the last thing we ever say about this. We're never because the problem will be solved after this. We need to go back to the classical solution. Back in the 14, 15, 1600s, when classical music was all around. Guess what? That was all they had. They only had classical music, so it didn't matter what taste you had. You liked classical music because it was the only music. If we had just one thing that music encompassed, like classical music, then there would be no problems because you would just like it. There would be no choice. You would like it because it's the only thing there to like. So we get rid of everything. And we just have Ed Sheeran. We just have Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran and Adele Adele. together. I mean, they're basically the same person. They're just... One of them has a penis and the other is Ed Sheeran. So... (laughs) <laughs> Did you see that classic that classic Interesting joke? Switcheroo. Yeah, I'm very funny. Thank you guys 
so much for listening to yeah. The M Word this week. Please subscribe and leave a rating. And follow us on Twitter at, um, at M Word Pod. And on Instagram, um, you can, we don't have an M Word for our Instagram, but you can follow Connor and I on Instagram if you search for us. Please send us an email with problems that need solving. CK at mwordpod.com. We haven't been able to, to get to anybody's emails, but send us your problems. We have yes. a stockpile. Yes, please send us more of your problems. I want to thank Grant for our intro and outro music, Millennial Juice Fluid. Thank you, Cindia Martinez, for doing our cover art. And as um, as we were rudely interrupted in the beginning, uh, please support us on Patreon. If you give us a dollar, even just like a dollar, even if it's just for this month, but if we get like at least 30, like more than 30 people as a patrons on there, we get free money from Patreon for the next couple weeks. So even if you can give a dollar for this one month, know that you would be able like to give us free money if you do that. So please go to patreon.com slash mwordpod. Thank you guys for listening this week. I will see you on the next one. Bye now. Bye-bye.